Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back again. I hope you've been enjoying the messages from the bottle, How I Quit Alcohol live show sharings with you. Next up on the night, Libby O'Donovan and I shared a song that we wrote together with my husband, Ash, which is now out on Spotify. It's called Bottom of the Bottle. So we shared that live on stage and then Libby shared her story. It was hilarious, intelligent, but it just also just really It really got to the core of how tethered we are to alcohol when we have a problem with alcohol, how it takes away our freedom, especially when at first we think it's giving us freedom. But through this speech, Libby so articulately points out how it's actually tethering us, which is the opposite of freedom. So without being too much of a spoiler and without further ado, here is the beautiful, the wonderful, the talented Libby O'Donovan. A story. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, in an outback Australian country town, there lived a little girl called Elizabeth. The town was surrounded by red earth, salty wild native bushes, and in the centre of town, an impressively large mound of discarded molten residue called the slag heap. Once, when Elizabeth was at primary school, someone said to her, you're such a slag, and she thought, Wow, I'm like that amazing mountain in the middle of town. Freedom. Another story. Once in class, Elizabeth drew a picture of two people kissing and wrote two teachers' names above it, Mrs Bastable and Mr Jacobs. Elizabeth was passing it to her best friend when one of the teachers, Mr Jacobs, swooped in and snatched the book away. You'll need to see me after class to get this back, he barked. Elizabeth felt sick. After class, she went to the teacher at his desk and he opened the book, ripped out the page and screwed it into a ball and said, I can't believe you would draw such filth, especially because your father is a priest. I'll be telling him about this. Now, Elizabeth flushed red because the actual filth was that she really drew herself kissing Mrs Bastable and just wrote Mr Jacobs on top of the picture so that her friend wouldn't know she was a raging pervert. 
Elizabeth ran all the way home that afternoon and blurted to her father, Dad, I drew a picture of two people kissing and Mr Jacobs was really cross and he's going to tell you and said I was really bad, especially because you're a priest. That's right, said Elizabeth's father. I am a priest, but you are not. Freedom. Imagine this. There is an elixir that you can ingest that gives you a sense of freedom, a drink that can make you feel socially acceptable, confident, sexually adventurous, make you the self-appointed funniest person ever, the most interesting, the most philosophically brilliant person in any room at any time, a shortcut to excellence, a quick-fix communication specialist, a professional dancer with no need for training. Wouldn't that feeling be true freedom? It does sound really good. Here's a story. Once upon a time, long after she was considered a slag heap in the centre of a red dirt town, Elizabeth lived in a different town. This town possessed things that she'd never seen before, like escalators, pigeons who created shit piles below every rooftop, and people who ran headlong into the ocean as if it wasn't a huge body of unpredictable water mass that could swallow you whole and disintegrate your human form in a matter of days by thrashing it against rocks. In this town... Elizabeth began a different kind of life, full of wonder and discovery and new experiences. She said yes to all of the opportunities that presented. Do you want to come to a party with me? This is what a guy, let's call him James, said. Sure, said Elizabeth. She didn't even know what going to a party meant exactly. Apparently, it meant getting on a bus with neon lights, pumping music, 20 other people and fluorescent drinks in tiny glasses. You want one? said James, handing her a tiny plastic cup with green liquid. No, thanks, said Elizabeth. Fucking got yourself a dud there, James, yelled another guy. Let's call him Dumbass. You sure you don't want one? asked James. No, thanks, said Elizabeth. Freedom. Later that night, James said, what can I get you? And Elizabeth had no idea what to say or what that even meant. Uh, whatever you think, I've, I've no idea. I've never even been to a nightclub before. Huh, well, you'll like this, James said and handed her a drink called Kahlua and Milk. Finally, said Dumbass, you'll get some tonight and slapped James on the back. Later, when the mattresses on the floor were pushed together and James asked Elizabeth if she would like to share the blanket, Elizabeth said, OK, because she was freezing and dizzy and unsure of where she was or how to get home. Just make it until the morning, she thought. Feel free to make as much noise as you want, said Dumbass. Elizabeth thought, I don't feel free. That night, Elizabeth did not sleep and she did not have sex or even touch or kiss James. The divine blessing of being able to say the words, I'm not wet to men, put a total fear in them, for there is nothing quite as terrifying as a woman who is the author of her own sexuality. Elizabeth lay there under the blanket on the mattress on the floor and kept watch over herself. Something pulsed through her as a warning to be wary, to be vigilant, to be careful. In the morning there were several people still asleep all over the house. James woke up and put his arm around Elizabeth and she sat straight up and said, I have to go. I have to get to church before 9am. Can you drive me there? Something about a woman, girl, teenager, prioritising the Lord over awkward morning fumblings is a real turn-off. Yep, 
said James. And as he was dropping her off, he said, Do you want to go out sometime next week for a drink? No, thanks, said Elizabeth, scrambling for freedom. But it persisted, this offer of going out for a drink, in every way, by every person, and there it was. Alcohol. Promising a life of freedom. Free your thoughts. Free your social anxieties. Free your opinions. Free your sexuality. Free your time. And most of all, free yourself from yourself. In order to have this perceived freedom, you must first become tethered to it. This becomes the new relationship, the new companion, the new constant, the one you think about most of all, above all else. Can't wait to have a drink tonight. I can't believe I drank so much. I'm celebrating. I'm commiserating. It's Wednesday. I'm travelling. I'm falling in love. I'm heartbroken. I'm making a huge life decision. I'm successful. I'm a failure. I'm a parent. I deserve this. Every time I drank, I was tethered. Tethered, a definition. Fastened or confined with, or as if with, a rope, chain or the like to limit the range of movement. Here's a story. Once upon a time, Elizabeth couldn't wait until it was 5pm so that she could start drinking and stop all else. Tethered. Once upon a time, Elizabeth woke up in a strange Hong Kong apartment on black silk sheets, sandwiched between a huge hairy man and a tall, elegant woman, and had no idea how to get back to her accommodation. Tethered. Once upon a time, Elizabeth said that she couldn't come to the play date with her daughter because she had a migraine, but really... She was so hungover she couldn't move and she sent her daughter off with the other kids and mums and stayed in bed and the shame never lifted. Tethered. Once upon a time, Elizabeth got a booty call when she was drunk, so she caught a taxi for $240 into a different town to meet a married, straight, cis female flight attendant for sex and didn't remember in the morning that she had an important meeting at 9am and her car was still parked an hour and a half away. Tethered. Once upon a time, Elizabeth woke up in a stranger's bed and when she stumbled downstairs to escape, she was introduced to a group of people at the table as my new girlfriend by a woman whose birthday it was that day. Best birthday present ever, the woman said and kissed Elizabeth on the mouth, which resulted in Elizabeth running out the front door and spewing in the garden. Tethered. Once upon a time, Elizabeth made a New Year's Eve resolution to finish what she started and then opened a bottle of champagne and finished that and then opened another and finished that. Tethered. At the bottom of every bottle was another bottle, a tethering, an entrapment, a confinement. What is the greatest, most revered and valued aspect of all human experience? For some it may be love or wealth or connection. For me, it is freedom. Freedom, a construct that is equal parts simple and complex. Many things in our lives present as freedom but are in fact not. What about love? Love is constantly present and alive in our lives in its many different forms. Romantic, familial, friendship, sexual, temporary, permanent, heartbreaking, heart-mending, heart-pumping, heart-stomping love. It can also be confusing and hurtful and downright liar-liar, pants-on-fire, deceitful. It can even feel like entrapment. Personally, 
I have recently become untethered from a romantic relationship. And what is the feeling I am left with above all others? Freedom. Similarly with wealth. In my situation, I've recently experienced going from a life of excess wealth to an existence of scarcity. And what is the feeling I'm left with above all others? Freedom. And let's talk about connection. Prescribed by love, it can be wonderful, glorious, exciting, terrifying, electrifying, dangerous, horrifying. Prescribed by wealth, it can be abundant, materialistic, clingy, wasteful, privileged, comfortable. But when connection is prescribed by freedom, it is simply this, authentic. Here's a story. Many years after the slag heap and the lewd drawings in class, Elizabeth made an emergency appointment at the first general practice doctors that she could find available. I need something to help me, she said. I am overwhelmed. The doctor asked her about her life and Elizabeth talked about how busy she was, how much responsibility she had, how important it was for her to carry all of the burdens all of the time because otherwise her world would collapse. The doctor said, take these tablets and maybe try not to work so much. Elizabeth took the tablets and made a promise to work less. She said aloud to the people closest to her, I am on the edge. Please don't push me. She relaxed that night with a glass of wine and when the people close to her asked if she was okay, she said she felt a lot better now and then said yes to continuing her life in the exact same way. Eventually, Elizabeth was not Elizabeth anymore. She was an Elizabeth-shaped shell, tethered. Alcohol is a prison the most toxic relationship you have ever known. An addiction so diabolically psychopathic and brainwashing that you will literally choose it over every other thing in your life. Here's the latest story from Elizabeth's life. I do not drink alcohol anymore. In the 15 months since not drinking alcohol, my life has become both a dramatic shift to the brand new while simultaneously gently rocking me back to home. I've received a Lifetime Achievement Award, an Order of Australia medal, completed three national tours in three completely different shows, written and performed my own shows. I've written songs and poetry, arrangements, stories, speeches and performed to hundreds of people and I have been fully present through it all. I've spent more time with my family in the 15 months than I had in 15 years. I've listened instead of talked. I've considered instead of knee-jerked. I've stepped aside instead of being walked over. I left toxic relationships. I lost assets, money, work, friends, and never once did I lose myself. I've kept the same pair of sunglasses for six months without losing them. And... I gained the most precious gift of all, the most coveted, valuable, essential and life-giving gift of all, freedom. I am untethered. Here's a story. On that slag heap in my hometown, they built the most beautiful, fancy restaurant the place had ever seen. 
People clamoured to book in. It was almost too good. Locals didn't even know how to handle something shining so brightly with its brilliance. New people came and visited the restaurant, travellers, tourists, celebrities. And then the locals started to understand that this restaurant, this brilliant establishment, was built on their slag heap. This was their place. It had been waiting there all along. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.